Blog Talk Radio. You are listening to the McCarthy Project live from Minneapolis, Minnesota, where we have been attacking life and sport since 2001. And we are coming to you from Minneapolis, Minnesota. And today we have a just a quick archived interview uh, with David Augenstein from the Journey of Natural Food and Health. And the subject is milk, and to be more specific, raw milk. And it's kind of funny because when I started uh, this podcast slash radio show. Uh, approximately four years ago, one of the first people that I interviewed uh, was David. And uh, a portion of those interviews are on the McCarthy Project, but uh, a couple of them uh, basically uh, were put into the archives and never actually published. And I came across them about two months ago. And one was on raw milk and the other one is on fluoride. And so we'll be airing the fluoride um, interview in a couple weeks. But uh, I thought it would be fun to talk about my experiences with this journey towards raw milk. And um, it's not as easy as you would think. Uh, when I interviewed uh, David long ago, I was very excited about the things he was talking about. I thought athletes would really enjoy uh, the benefits of, of drinking raw milk. Uh, but I didn't realize what I was actually talking about uh, and what process we had to go through to find a source uh, of raw milk, and one that I felt matched um, uh, the standards that David is talking about. And one of the things that is amazing to me is that you are able to find um, raw milk, but the trick is what is it actually or what is being fed the animals? And there are uh, farmers out there, or dairy farmers, that will actually feed uh, their cows and treat their cows uh, as you would your family. And not only do they care for the cows, but they also feed them uh, a organic non-GMO diet. And there are very few of them. But nonetheless, uh, if you – well, I'm getting a little bit ahead of myself. But So I started on this quest uh, four years ago. And it probably took me about a year and a half to finally find a, uh, a dairy farm that I really enjoyed. And there's one in Minnesota. Um, but I found it on rawmilk.org, and uh, I read the book called The Untold Story of Milk uh, by Ron Schmid, uh, who ties into Weston A. Prowse Foundation, which ties into David Augenstein, who actually uh, gave that information out in an interview. Uh, that So it was just a big, looking back now, four years back, it's amazing how accurate this interview was um, and continues to be if you're looking for a performance enhancer in raw milk. Now, the kind of the funny thing is I think the American Dairy Foundation really has uh, got uh, wind of this long ago that uh, raw milk is a great thing. 
I think the problem we're having is that it's homogenized and pasteurized, and so the milk that the majority of the people, young athletes, are drinking really is nothing more than white water. And uh, if you read the untold story of milk, uh, in addition to listening to the interviews and the uh, links that we have on our website, you'll come to realize that basically all the, uh, the cool enzymes and nutrients that are involved in raw milk are actually taken away through that process. And so it's a big uh, journey that if you want to get onto, I feel it's so worth it. Um, we've been on it for about two, uh, two and a half years now. Uh, so with that being said, uh, I am going to go to a quick break, and then after the break, we'll come back with David, my, mine and David's interview. So after the break, we'll come back uh, with the interview with David that was completed four years ago and has come to be accurate uh, and uh, a journey altogether. You are listening to the McCarthy Project live from Minneapolis, Minnesota, where we have been attacking life and sport since 2001. Alrighty, we are back. This is Stephen McCarthy from the McCarthy Project, and I am with uh, David Augustine of the Journal of Natural Food and Health, as well as uh, he heads up a foundation for health education. And we've been talking about fluoride. And so at the end of that last segment, we talked a little bit about the chemical food, P-H-U-D. I thought that was a fantastic thing. And But we had talked originally to go off into the milk or the dairy area. And before we go in there, on the show in the past, um, we've talked about, you know, like the paleo diet that's basically anti-dairy, uh, that you should cut it out, to uh, the other lifestyles that are basically saying dairy as a whole is not good for you. Um, but on the other hand, we hear a lot of information about how raw milk is good for us, but we don't quite understand because in the world, uh, it's milk is milk, so to speak. So I've asked David to come on the show to talk a little bit about the different aspects of raw milk and the benefits and and so on and so forth. But now, based on our last conversation, is there a history to milk as well as there is with fluoride? Oh yes, it's it's along the same line too. Uh, actually, about oh, starting in the 1940s, uh, pasteurization started to catch on because of all the sick cows putting out diseases in the inner city type uh, factory farms that they had that were very unclean and they were uh they're called swill milk sharing the <laughs> pipes yeah yeah that's right at the beer uh and whiskey distillers they were eating the the, the waste products from that oh cuz you know it's funny cuz you think of Minneapolis Right downtown is the the good old fashioned Schmidt Brewery or the Greenbelt Brewery, you know that kind of yeah. stuff. So that's they were eating the byproducts after the yeah. beer had already been 
you know, moved off and, and bottled. They were eating the leftover products. And they're doing the same thing now, except it's with ethanol for fuel from corn. And around those plants, they take that same ethanol waste they got sick on back in the 40s uh, that caused some deaths and, and a lot of sickness. That same ethanol waste is now being fed to these factory farms. So really, the issue of raw milk, you, you've got two kinds of raw milk. you got the raw milk. Uh, that's fit for human consumption, and then you have the raw milk that requires pasteurization. And I have a flyer. It's called Real Raw Milk versus Processed Store-Bought, and it starts out along this line. Rapidly declining health trends require comparison of real raw milk against highly processed store-bought milk. Now, the real raw milk is naturally farm-fresh, wholesome, unprocessed, and full fat. The healthiest and tastiest raw milk is produced from grass-fed pastured cows that give nutrient-dense milk. This is enzyme-rich with a high percentage of cream. Store-bought milk is largely from factory farms, industrially processed and denatured, and has health side effects. So you really have, uh, you know, raw milk can be produced very clean. Uh, It's been done that all over the world. It's done in Europe to the extent where they sell raw milk out of vending machines in Europe. And some states in the United States actually realize this, California and Pennsylvania, they uh, they regulate their raw milk dairies uh, to where the there's been zero deaths from raw milk in the last 10 years, 20 years. Well, the funny thing is, you tell that, sorry, one other thing just for all of our listeners is that my dad was raised in Benson, Minnesota, out in in probably 120, 130 miles west of downtown Minneapolis, you know. And he used to say, you know what, we grew up on the farm, we would just drink the milk right out of the cow. You know, there was no... You no, know, there's no in-between people, you know, and he said it was, you know, we were just fine, you know. Yeah, well, uh, 90% of the farmers now, dairy farmers, drink their own milk raw from their cows. Now, you wouldn't be drinking the factory farm milk, but there's an awful lot of dairies out there still, uh, even no. though they pretty, Sorry. you know, everybody used to have a dairy in every county, uh, you know, a lot of dairy farmers. Well, it's a history, and you go back to the history. They found out that if if you required pasteurization, you'd have to have a plant, and that it would give them a monopoly over milk. And that's really what you have. You have a milk monopoly, and it's not just U.S., it's worldwide. It's controlled by about four different companies. And these are the ones that are fighting raw milk, at the state level, even in Minnesota, Wisconsin, and other states, these these guys, the big milk monopoly, are writing the laws and influencing the legislature to scare everybody, along with the public health system, that any kind of raw milk, even the clean, safe raw milk, is dangerous. <laughs> so, because you think about, like, you, I mean, in the sports world, we all see all the big-time athletes on the Got Milk commercials, you know, like 
you know, Kevin Garnett and Serena Williams and all these big athletes. I, I'm only naming two old players, right? Of those, two. I know Kevin Garnett was anyway, but they all got the big milk mustache, you know, from, you know, from Got Milk, you know, and the American Dairy Association, you know, and some yeah, of that. Yeah, but really you know what? But I mean, you, you know, the milk they're advertising is not a healthy drink. It, it, it's the most allergenic food on the market. Uh, it it makes more than 20% of the population sick. Uh, those who quit this type of milk usually feel better, and when they switch to the real raw milk, uh, there's plenty of benefits to be had. It increases your natural immunity, uh, builds your teeth and bones, and overall health, it reduces ear infections, allergies, asthma, eczema, and arthritis, these people that switch from store-bought to the real raw milk fresh from the farm, it's amazing the health benefits that that gives their family. It really is. And, you know, I don't I don't go in for this. Oh, dairy is for small calves. So dairy is out there just like any food. You know, it's the creator put it here for something, and it can be processed and utilized. These cheeses, raw cheeses, are just fantastic. I mean, if we, if we did what every different kind of diet said not to do, like some say not to eat meat, some say vegetables only, well, if you're going to go strictly vegan, you can't have any honey. <laughs> and you just go on and on with these. Uh, you know, everyone has something to offer. But my my nutritional philosophy and many others that I, I group with that I agree with is that well-rounded traditional uh, diet. And that does include your dairy products. Because you think about this and and I'll put, it's funny because I, as you're talking, all the thoughts are coming over me to the point where, okay, if you have two athletes that want to be the best and we have one that's going to go all natural, real live food, no GMO, organic, raw milk diet. And then we have another person over here that's eating supplements, eating all the energy bars, having spaghetti, you know, three times a week right before games for so he's carb loading, uh, having a fiber bar, all that kind of stuff. There is no way that that athlete long term is going to be better than the natural uh, diet or organic diet that we described previous. Yeah, I think you're right. You know, given given it's the same type of person, you know, the same abilities yep. and all that, physically yep. and all that, when those are equal, the guy that's going to do better uh, is going to be the well-rounded, you know, what we, we call the traditional real food, you know, yes. the, the kind of food that your great-grandmother ate. <laughs> it's funny because you even get to that point, you know, like where my dad has talked about, my dad's uh, 68, uh, 1942, so what would that be? Oh, I should never do the math on the radio. 58, 13. 71. 71. <laughs> Anyways, but he's 71, and I have a father-in-law that's probably five, six years younger than that. And they all would always talk about what they used to eat as kids, you know what I mean? And they'd have, you know breakfast and bacon and eggs for breakfast and they'd come home and have steak for dinner and and just really I mean they didn't have much money but that's what they ate 
you think about that today. Yeah, well, Go ahead. Yeah, a lot of a lot of these athletes and, and health type people, they're on the skimmed milk, non fat. This is what they're this is what they're feeding the nursing homes and the schools and the jails. One percent, two percent skim. They they have little or no essential uh fats. And fats is what we're 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 missing out on. And here lately it's the salt too. People aren't eating enough salt now. But now uh you you don't have the fats so that you can't you can't assimilate the calcium and minerals that are in it. And these uh the skim milk and low fat milk they, they contain powdered powdered milk, uh including from other types of animals from other countries like China. Uh they put that in there for color and texture. Uh, <laughs> You're talking it, about the it, stuff that you get at the grocery store. Yeah, it lends to to higher uh, bad cholesterol readings, diabetes, and obesity. Uh, the cream is removed and sold back to you at a higher price and a higher profit margin. Uh, the excess milk waste, which is the skim milk, is sold as a health drink. And this is the same skim milk they feed hogs with on the farm to fatten them up. <laughs> it's funny because all the things I've been thinking, all you know, over the last three years, you have just now connected all the dots for me. You know, because it's it's literally, you know, we think we're doing well. We think we're oh, we're drinking milk, we're not drinking pop. You know, or something of that's the trade-off. But really, it's a trade-off between two evils. That's no trade-off. That's just a different item. You know, so to speak. Yeah. Well, it it gets worse because the flavored milk, which is the chocolate that's in the schools, uh, they they have the high fructose corn syrup. They have other thickeners in it and other additives. Uh, the a lot of the chocolate is uh, artificial flavored chocolate. It comes from some sort of bug. Uh, now, the the big fight right now is getting aspartame in into these uh, chocolate milks in these schools. Uh, and, you know, so-called to prevent more of this obesity. Uh, and they want to put the aspartame, which is a neurotoxin, yep. it's a chlorinated hydrocarbon, they, they they want to put that in without labeling it. So, I mean, first of all, that milk that milk is a product of a, of a cow that's fed genetically modified organisms, you know, and antibiotics. And, and growth hormones that's been showed in Europe to be cancer-causing, and that one of the uh, big uh, CBS News, one of their investigative shows, did a, a full-hour investigation on it, and it was shut down. No, that was Fox News. It was ready to go on the air, and it was stopped. It's on. It's on YouTube also. So you know the and milk. It's funny the milk because thing. you can sit there and see the outworkings of each one of these things where they're showing up. You know what I mean? Where you know if if we're having trouble, you know this is maybe even bigger than sport. You know as far as in young people as a whole, you know they're having trouble with obesity and they think, well, I'm having trouble with this. Well, I'm going to drink more milk and I'm going to get rid of pop. And now they're they're just essentially putting themselves back into the pot again and wondering why it's not working. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, 
it's a it's a vicious game here. This, this milk business, uh, you know, this is a milk-based product. It, it's not really milk. Milk is a living food. When you pasteurize and homogenize it, and I think homogenization is worse than pasteurization, but when you pasteurize it, it does kill the vitamin. It 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 kills you know some of the life in it, all the enzymes. Uh, it destroys the vitamin D. Now they have to add the artificial vitamin D to it. Uh, it alters the amino acids. You know, it's it's not really milk anymore. And <laughs> you know the homogenization it fractures the protein so it adulterates the protein so so that it becomes more allergenic. And it's just not a good thing. Um, it 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 does contribute to disease, even heart disease, especially the skim milk. At least the full fat homogenized store bought milk has full fat in it, to where you can use the calcium out of it, and the full fat gives you some protection from uh, you know types of things that you know. So uh, you know okay. the, the raw time. milk. Pardon me. Just due to time, unfortunately, we've got we we've got to get going. Um, but David, would you for sure come back on the show again? Because I think there, I'd like to probably um, bring the subjects down. And you mentioned before we come in the air that there's just so much here, and I think to pick a a, a more not such a broad subject, even as raw milk, which I thought was be a relatively straightforward scenario. Um, would you be open to that? Yeah, as long as I could talk about the flu shot. <laughs> Absolutely, because that, we're that's talk a pretty about narrow. Let's, let's not forget about all the other vaccines. Let's just focus on the flu shot. <laughs> I'm good with the flu shot because, uh, and I'll give you just a little story. Uh, um, well, uh, well, I'll, I'll just give you a quick story. When we talk about the flu shot, is that we are uh, a family that. Uh, doesn't believe in vaccines. And uh, we were going down for the physical that you have to take so that your kids can go to the public school. Well, I got down there, and I'm sitting in the uh, doctor's office and waiting patiently, and he comes in with his list of flyers going to be talking about uh, the vaccines that he'd like to administer, you know, and basically put the fear of eating anything at a restaurant in our hearts um, that if we didn't get this hepatitis shot, that we were going to be uh, the losers of the century, and we've never gotten flu shots. Uh, unfortunately, that wasn't one of them. But he um, was amazed that I would say no to having vaccinations. I, I'm. It is. Um, it's again another subject where I'm at the beginning saying no, but now we need some more details. Let's kind of fill in the backside. So I, I'm I'm totally good with having coming on the on the flu shot for sure. But you had mentioned that you have a website for the for the raw milk as well. If you could let everybody know what that is. Okay, are are we still on the air? Absolutely. Okay. Uh, where where you you can get the the uh, raw milk flyers? It's a, one of these short codes. It's J. Dot MP forward slash A R M I two. That's J dot M P forward slash A R M I two. Got it. I just pulled it up while we were talking as well. Cool. And then what is the name of your uh base site 
you know, for the journal that you, or the Journal of Natural Food and Health? Uh, that's that's at uh, journal.livingfood.us. Perfect. All right, David, thank you very much for coming on the show today. I want to, I am very thankful that we were able to hook up. I know initially uh, we didn't think that there would be many uh, overlaps, you know, in the world of sport, um, but uh, I'm glad we persisted a little bit and we were able to come together because I agree 100% that if you take two athletes and they're of equal or equal in every way and they, one eats this natural food, organic, non-GMO diet versus the synthetic chemical uh, toxic mix, whatever you want to call it, that the guy eating the natural food will win hands down over time. Uh, no question in my mind. So thank you very much, David, for coming on the show today. Well, thanks for having me. Thank you very much. Bye. You are listening to the McCarthy Project live from Minneapolis, Minnesota, where we have been attacking life and sport since 2001.